Goody will drive. Left hand and flush over the top of Kipnig and the foul. 15 to shoot. Pull back, step back three. Bottom! Trey Woodbury. Humphrey, Humphrey to the goal to win it for the Mavericks. It's short. Tip back and Weaver got it. Yes! Jones for the tie. Oh, he's down and one. You kidding me? It's knocked away, still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! It's good. There's no possible deflections for Southern Utah. Wow. <laughs> no. Harrison with another three. Southern Utah is going to do something they've never done before. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whack Hoops Nation preseason poll and Player of the Year preseason awards uh, for this 2023-24 season. We have three days, three days until we tip off the 2023-24 season officially. Uh, looking forward to that. I don't think there's going to be any surprises in our selections. Maybe when it comes to the polls, there might be. Uh, but for right now, I, I don't think there's going to be any surprises. We'll get into it in just a minute. Uh, some housekeeping stuff. Like I said, we're going to start whack wager again. We'll have that on Monday uh, for any of those that like to bet sports. I guess you could say uh, we'll break down the the games against division one opponents on Monday, November 6th. Um, but as usual, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to have a lot more content. I know I like to write up this article, our breakdown of the preseason poll. Why not do it in video? Why not do it in a podcast episode? It's better to listen to, better to break it down that way. Uh, generates a lot of traffic. So I'm excited to see everybody here. If you have comments, leave them. Um, you can comment on the YouTube channel if you're there. So I will check that out as we go forward. But let's get to it. I don't think there's any surprise here. We're going to start with our Women's Player of the Year. Uh, this was selected by Daryl, Chelsea, myself, and some other people around the WAC. Uh, since they didn't have a media poll in the preseason, the, uh, the Western Athletic Conference didn't do that. I just had their coaches. We're going to break it down. So Utah Tech fans should not be surprised. Our player of the year this year for the women's preseason is Brianna Gillen from Utah Tech. Now, people will say, well, why Utah Tech? They're not even they're possibly not going to win the WAC. Well, we don't know that. They have a lot returning. Uh, they have some key pieces returning. They have a bunch of seniors on their team. Plus, they get two twin sisters back from knee injuries. So you never know that they... They could be in the mix for that regular season title, but uh, it shouldn't come as any surprise that Brianna Gillen is our player of the year, preseason player of the year, excuse me. She is a triple-double waiting to happen. If you have not seen her play, the ball is in her hands a lot. She is the point guard. She runs the floor. She's able to get to the to the rim. My only thing is, and I mentioned this to J.D. Gustin last week when I was down in St. George visiting, she's got to finish with her left hand. That's it. When she goes the hole, finish with the left hand instead of trying to up and under, you know, with her right hand. She'll get to the free throw line a little bit more, but she's a triple-double waiting to happen. She's the all-time leading scorer at Utah Tech, all-time leading assist leader. She had 13 assists in a pair of games last year in 2022-23, helped lead the Trailblazers to their first-ever <clears throat> Division One postseason win um, in the WAC tournaments against Utah Valley. So that was big. Um, she averaged 17 Point eight points, 5.1 rebounds, and had 200 assists last season. And with the Warren sisters, Maddie and Macy, coming back from their knee injuries, I think that number is only going to get bigger because now she has more offensive weapons around her 
Brianna Gillen, keep the name Brianna Gillen right there in your minds because if Utah Tech is in the top two, three in the WAC come March, she's going to be the player of the year, plain and simple, because she's that good. She is that hard to defend. About the only thing that you can say about her, the three-point shooting has to be a little bit better. Uh, even J.D. Gustin mentioned that. But she's worked on it this offseason, so we'll see what happens. Teams, I think, are going to sink off of her and make her shoot from the perimeter. So if she can do that, it'll make her even more of a complete player. So Brianna Gillen is our women's player of preseason player of the year as voted on by, like I said, myself, Daryl, Chelsea, and some other people around the WAC. Uh, it was almost unanimous in that regard. So uh, we'll go with Brianna Gillen. Remember that, Utah Tech point guard. Now, on the men's side, I don't think... That'll be any surprise either. It's pretty much unanimous across basically every media platform. Um, I've been saying it since he made the decision officially to come back, even though he knew he was always coming back to Grand Canyon. But Ray Harrison is the preseason player of the year. He was, I believe, was second or third in the WAC in scoring last year behind Justin Johnson. Um, he led GCU to the WAC tournament title. He scored 30 points in two different WAC tournament games. Like he's just, he's the guy, right? For GCU, he's the guy. And he tested the NBA draft waters in the off season. He knew he was coming back to GCU. He just wanted to get some feel for what, you know, scouts had to say about his game. We saw him the other night in their exhibition game. He was knocking down perimeter shots. He got to the rim. He threw down a couple dunks. Um, I mean, he, he averaged a career high 17.8 points last season. I, I just, I mean, there's, there's not much more you can say about Ray Harrison, right? I mean, during whack play last year, he scored in double figures in every game. The only game he didn't score in double figures was the whack tournament game where he only had like seven, but that was when he was in foul trouble and Gabe McLaughlin decided to go off for 30 plus points. So, uh, I mean, he's going to have the ball in his hands the majority of the time. I don't know that the scoring will be at 17.8 points per game again in 2023-24, just because if you look at the roster that Bryce Drew's put together, there are so many scoring options that Ray may not have to score as much. I mean, Ty and Grant Foster went for 20-plus in that exhibition game. Colin Moore can shoot it. Duke Brennan's there. Gabe McLaughlin, Josh Baker, I mean, you name it. This guy, this is a deep team. Javon Blackshire will be back. So maybe the numbers scoring wise won't be there, but he'll be able to do everything else that he's able to do. Rebound, defend, you know, be the assist guy. Like it's gonna be a on paper, GCU's probably this is probably their best team that they've had in a long, long time, even with that 2021 team with Ashbyorn, Mitgard, uh, Alessandro Laver this might be their best team that they've had on paper so far. So we'll see. They started with Southeast Missouri state on Monday, but Ray Harrison preseason player of the year. I think that's unanimous across most platforms. Uh, so no surprises there. The all whack teams. Again, we voted on it myself, Daryl, Chelsea, some other people around the whack. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises here. It's pretty similar to what was put out by the coaches. We'll start off with the women's team. It's pretty much the same thing that the coaches had in their all-whack team. Grace Schmidt out of CBU, Tiara Brown, GCU, Tamika Whitman out of Southern Utah, 
Brianna Gillen out of Utah Tech, who is a preseason player of the year selection, and Trinity San Antonio at GCU. I think that combination of Trinity San Antonio and T.R. Brown is going to cause a lot of problems on the women's side. I mean, if you if you haven't seen Trinity San Antonio play, you need to. She is very good. She gets after it. She can be sometimes a little too aggressive, so it gets her into foul trouble, but she wants to win. And T.R. Brown is in her final season at GCU. She's been with Molly Miller, you know, the last three years. She wants to win, plain and simple. And she is strong, and she is a competitor. <clears throat> Grace Schmidt, uh, probably if if Jordan Harrison wasn't at SFA last year, Grace Schmidt wins the WAC freshman year. She won WAC freshman of the week multiple weeks. She is the key for CBU to be successful in the paint. Um, it, it's just she has a very good skill set. She's very good around the basket. So, you know, the Lancers are going to rely on her. It, it, yeah, it, let's just put it that way. She is the reliable one for that Lancer roster uh, for Jared Olson. Tamika Whitman, you saw what she did when she came on, came back from injury. She helped lead Southern Utah to the WAC regular season title and tournament title. She's just a competitor. She gets up and down the floor. She can shoot from the perimeter. She can defend. And she's physical. That That's one thing that I think Trey Sanders likes. So these are our five. We already talked about Brianna Gillen. I won't go into more detail there. Um, she's just a triple-double waiting to happen and with all the weapons around her. Uh, Emily Isaacson, Amber Karchner, Maddie Macy-Warren, Maggie McCord. There's just so much there in Utah Tech. So this is your 2023-24 preseason women's basketball all-whack team uh, as brought to you by myself, Daryl, Chelsea, and other media members around the whack. We'll go into our men's all whack team. And again, no surprises here. Um, it's pretty much the same as what the coaches voted on. I don't know why it's not coming up. Sorry about that. But Cam Tyson, deadly three point shooter, one of the leading scorers in the whack the last two years. He's going to light it up again in the Pacific Northwest. Seattle is, I think people shouldn't, don't sleep on Seattle. Okay. They return almost everybody. They lost Riley Grigsby, sure, but they return everybody else. Um, they, Brought in John Christophilis from Creighton, who was injured last year, but he's healthy now. He's from the Pacific Northwest, so there's a little bit of pride there. Cam, Cam Tyson is going to be the guy that leads all of that. Like, everything runs through him, um, along with Alex Schumacher as well. So we know what he can do. He can light it up for 35 on any given night just that quick. So um, keep Cam Tyson in that mix, in that thought for player of the year, depending on where CLU finishes. Gabe McLaughlin, GCU, we know what he does. He rebounds, he defends, he's physical, he's athletic. And we saw that he can knock down the three-pointer consistently, at least during the WAC tournament last year. He went off for 30-plus, um, I believe it was against Seattle, when Ray Harrison was in foul trouble. So you know what he's capable of. He's reliable. He's he's kind of their glue guy. Like, he keeps them going, and you just know what you're going to get with Gabe McLaughlin. It's it's not a, well, who are we going to get one night? Who are we going to get the next night? No, you know what you're getting with him. A guy that rebounds, gets after it defensively, and can score. Um, he's he's fine-tuned his offensive game for sure. Then we got Ray Harrison. I mean, we already talked about him as a player of the year, preseason candidate for player of the year. It's basically been the, the narrative, if you will, Basically all offseason, knowing when he, you know, when he came back, it would be just official. Um, and then Drake Allen, 
who transferred from Southern Utah to Utah Valley, a little closer to home, closer to his family. Um, I talked to him at Utah Valley's media day on Wednesday, and he's excited. He's excited to get to work, to play with a bunch of new guys. He played with a bunch of veterans last year at Southern Utah, and they went to the WAC Tournament Championship. I'm still mad at him, even though he's in you know green, the green and white now. I'm still mad at him because of what he did last year with Southern Utah and helping them come back from that 23-point deficit in the second half in the WAC semifinals. But the guy can score. The guy's a leader. He's big for a guard, and he can throw down some highlight reel dunks. Uh, I asked him about that, and he kind of laughed when I mentioned it. Uh, but I expect some highlight reel dunks. Maybe we'll get some on Monday when they play Carroll College to open the 2023-24 season, non-D1 team. So maybe we'll see that. We'll, we'll see. But uh, Drake Allen from SUU, now at Utah Valley. And then Day-Day Hall, last year he played with a torn labrum the whole season. You can see it right here in the picture. He has a brace on that left shoulder. But he still averaged double, double figures. He was still playing a lot bigger than what his size entails. And he was playing against guys that were bigger than him all season long in the paint. So he's banging with people. He's banging with that bad shoulder. Can you imagine what he's going to do with a healthy shoulder? He had surgery. It's all good. He's back to normal. I'm excited to see what he can do. Like, <clears throat> I talk too much. I apologize for that. It's just one of those things. But what Day-Day Hall can do when healthy, fully healthy, I think is going to shock some people. The athleticism, the quickness that's there. The ability to rebound despite the difference in size that he's going up against. Like he's a, he's a basketball player. Like he just knows how to play the game. Um, and Kyle Keller's got a special one. I think data hall is going to have a big season for the Jacks. I think the Jacks are going to have a big season, but they're going to rely on data hall to kind of be that catalyst uh, to get them going in big time. And the ball will go to him in moments where they need a bucket. I, I watched it last year when he was hurt. They still went to him this year when he's healthy, it's going to be even more so. So that is your five preseason all whack team members on the men's side. There's so many names that could be on this list, uh, but these are the five that stick out that were voted on by the people that we reached out to around the whack. Um, and if you, if you think we're being biased here, so we reached out to Chelsea's at GCU, Daryl kind of CBU, but he's all around. Uh, we had some from Utah Tech, Southern Utah. We had UT Arlington. We had UTRGV. We had all over. So I just want to make that clear that we had people from those schools or that cover those schools that chipped in on these preseason um, selections. Well, here's the big one. I kind of want to – I made a video that I'll break down here of our rankings and talk a little bit about each team kind of why they're ranked where they are. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of not a surprise where most are, at least on the men's side. Maybe the women's side is a little bit different. But so many new faces, especially at coaching positions, roster turnover due to NIL and transfer portal and so forth, it's caused a lot of havoc. And there's still some unknowns. Uh, one of those, excuse me, is like with SUU women. Is Jaden Brown healthy, going to play? Uh, some reports say she's not. Some others aren't sure. Some say she might be back by January. No, nobody knows. Um, on the men's side, for UT Arlington, is Philip Russell going to be able to play? He's a two-time Division One transfer. We've seen that they're denying those transfer waivers. I've uh, been told uh, by sources that 
they're appealing that the waiver got denied and they're appealing that. So we have to wait and see um, what's going on there. I'm going to turn on the comments to see if anybody's listening. Yeah, there is trade justice. I see you. Um, so we're going to reveal our women's preseason poll first. We'll go with the men second, but we're going to re- reveal that. Um, hopefully this works. I was trying it out the other day and it worked just fine, but I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, I believe this should work. There we go. Tarleton is number 11. Bill Brock inherits a, a, a squad that's a little rusty. There's a lot of new faces. Teresa De Silva is back, but there's a lot of question marks for the Tarleton Texans at number 11 on the women's side. I just, it's just one of those things. There's too many new faces. They had a struggle last year. We just don't know where we're going to get this year. So we'll see what Bill Brock and his team can put together. Um, but they come in at number 11 on our preseason poll. Number 10, Southern Utah, Skylar Young takes over for a team that won a WAC tournament game last year uh, for Susie, with Susie Barkham at the, on the sideline. But new head coach, there's a lot of returners for the Seattle U team, but they don't have a ton of size. So they're going to play fast. Peyton Howard, as you see, her and Con- she and the rest of the Red Hawks are going to have to play fast because they don't have a ton of size, so they can't let the size beat them. Uh, but a lot of unknowns with S- Seattle U, um, and so we'll see what happens with the Red Hawks. Number nine is Utah Valley. Keep an eye on this team. They're a little bit better. They're a little bit deeper. They're healthy this year. Last year, they were dealing with all kinds of injuries. Danielson talked about that, how it was unique. But Kaylee Bion is one of the best players in the WAC that nobody talks about. And we saw that last year in her freshman season. She came on, you know, with all the injuries. She played well. Keep an eye on Utah Valley, number nine um, in the women's poll. I'm waiting for number eight to pop up. Here it comes. Number eight is SFA. I know this comes as a surprise, but when you lose all that they lost, even though they get Leonard Bishop, who was associate head coach, back as head coach, well, you still lost a ton. Avery Brittingham, Jordan Harrison, um, just basically everybody's gone. Kirsten Harden's back. Tyler McClimate calls back. But we just don't know about all the newcomers. Can Leonard Bishop get them to, to that sustained success that they've had? We'll see, but number eight is SFA. Number seven is UTRGV. A lot of depth. Ayanna Dorsey, Charlotte O'Keefe are back. Lane Lord returns almost everybody except for Casey Kyle um, and Janae Williams. So there's a lot to like here. They have a ton of size too. Um, so keep an eye on UTRGV. It's just a, it's just a matter of can they defend? They've struggled with that. But they're going to be an exciting team with a lot of scoring options and a lot of experience on that roster that have been in South Texas. I get to go see them in person in January. So then we got the UTA Lady Mavs. They added Talia Clark, Talia Clark, excuse me, and Avery Brittingham in the offseason. They had some departures. Star Jacobs left, or else I'm sure that UTA Lady Mavs would have been higher on this list, uh, but she chose to go to um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Keep an eye on this team. Sharika Wright has a good squad, but how will they be without Star Jacobs, who's one of the best players, who's the WAC player of the year last year? We'll see what happens. Number five is ACU. Julie Goodenough squad. Addison Martin, Aspen Thornton. There's some key returners here. Big country is what they call Addison Martin. Uh, she was fun to watch. Fun to interview last year when I was down there in Abilene. Keep an eye on this squad. They can shoot it. They can defend it. The question is, can they do it consistently? They had those ups and downs last season, 2022-23. 
and we'll see what they can do consistently in 2023-24. Number four, Utah Tech. I, I talked about them earlier when I was introducing Brianna Gillen. As you can see, Maggie McCord here is back. Emily Isaacson, the Macy, Macy and Maddie Warren. Uh, they're just Amber Karchner's back. Like they're deep. They're talented. They're experienced. If they can stay healthy, those Warren sisters are coming off ACL injuries. I think they're just getting their feet back under them. But Utah Tech's going to be dangerous in 2023-24. Very good squad. Got to rebound it better than they did last season to be successful. Number three, CBU, Grace Schmidt, Chloe Webb. Jared Olson just knows how to win. It doesn't matter who he puts on the floor. They just know how to win. Um, but, you know, they went to the WAC Tournament Championship last year, lost Southern Utah. They didn't have a lot of size to match up with Southern Utah. Not a lot of teams did. Two years, three years ago, they ran through the WAC to the WAC, you know, regular season championship tournament. You never know what Jared Olson is going to do, but they win. They just constantly win in Riverside. Number two is Southern Utah. Size. Megan Jensen's back. Delani Bellina's back. Tamika Whitman, Sam Johnston. Like, there's just key pieces here that are back. And you got to be excited for the Thunderbirds. They're regular season champs, tournament champs. Went to the NCAA tournament for the first time. Can they do it again under Tracy Sanders? Tracy Mason, excuse me. Uh, we'll see what they can do in 2023-24. As you can see, number one, GCU. Just the additions alone. I mean, I shouldn't say additions. Let's see. Tiara Brown, uh, they get uh, um, Trinity San Antonio, Shea Fanol came in through the portal. Like, this is just a deep – Sid Palma's back and healthy. Um, it's just a deep, deep team. Molly Miller might have her best team she's had at GCU. Question is, can they do it? They, they've stumbled in the WAC tournament, stumbled throughout the regular season. Um, it's just an interesting dynamic. We'll see what they can do. As you can see here, here are the rankings officially um, that you can screenshot or whatever. And we'll, you could comment on it if you want. Their comments are open. Um, I know if you're on the YouTube channel, you can comment on those. So uh, it's just, it's a wide open league, I think, between one through six, maybe one through seven. Women's is a lot more open than the men, I feel like right now. Uh, but GCU is at the top. They just have on paper, a lot of their, the talent is there, right? Like the talent is there, the skills there. The question is, are they going to be able to play the same style that Molly Miller wants to play? Do the players fit that? How do they buy into it? And so forth. So we'll see when things happen. We're going to take a 30-second break real quick before we get back to the men's preseason poll. Welcome back to this WAC Hoops Nation preseason poll and awards show, I guess, live stream. I, I don't do live streams very often. I need to do more of them, I think. Uh, maybe when I'm at Sam Houston next Thursday uh, for Utah Valley at Sam Houston, I might do that. Maybe at UT Arlington when I'm there and that next Friday and Saturday, I'll do that as well. I, there's a lot of options here. So I'm excited about some travel you know, opportunities. 
Uh, like I said, I'm going to Utah Valley at Sam Houston on Thursday. UTA Lady Mavs on Friday when they host Lamar. UT Arlington men's basketball, KT Turner when they host UT Tyler for homecoming on Saturday. Then on on Monday, I'm going to Natchitoches, I want to say Natchitoches, Louisiana for SFA at, uh, goodness, what do they call Northwestern State, excuse me, Northwestern State uh, in a rematch from that game where Northwestern State beat SFA last year in the sawmill. Uh, so excited about that. Then um, in December, December 9th, going to Corvallis uh, to watch Utah Valley at Oregon State. Um, later that month, I'm going to Abilene for the ACU versus UTEP ball game at Moody Coliseum. Emotional night there between Brett Tanner and his former, uh, I guess, mentor in Joel Golding, who led the Wildcats to the NCAA tournament and that went over Texas. And then uh, the f- Monday right after that, I'm going to Tarleton for um, or going to Stephenville to catch Tarleton hosting Jacksonville State in the Waxy USA Alliance. So excited to be at Wisdom Gym. Haven't been there before. And then at the end of December, going down to uh, Las Cruces to see CBU at New Mexico State uh, return to uh, the Pan American Center. You know, was there two years ago. So excited about that. And then in January, I get to go to South Texas finally. Hopefully there was no, I'm going to knock on wood, no COVID issues this year because uh, Two year, I think it's three years ago. I was supposed to go down when GC was supposed to go down to UTRGV, spend the weekend down there, go to South Padre Island, so forth and so on. So excited to spend four days, four nights uh, down there in South Texas uh, to cover UTRGV women's basketball on Thursday and then UTRGV men's basketball on Saturday. So excited about that. Now let's get to our men's preseason poll. We'll break it down here. Um, I'm going to pull it up. Let me pull it up here. Here we go. Oh, there may be some surprises here. So I would love it if in the comments you might share your thoughts on this because, I mean, there's going to be some debate here, obviously. I'm going to open up the comments. But anyway, Southern Utah comes in 11. Rob Jeter takes over a program that lost everybody. Parsa Fala is one of two returners along with Zion Young. Uh, But the rest is all newcomers. And it's tough to win in Cedar City. Rob Jeter's done a great job at other stops that you've had, you know, and getting the teams up to par. It's going to be a tough hill to climb in Southern Utah around the Cedar Breaks. Uh, there'll be some growing pains in 2023-24 for the th- for the T-Birds. Just going to put that out there. Number 10 is Tarleton. People might be like, ah, this, this may be a bad pick. Well, you got Ja'Cory Smith, you got Lou Williams, you got uh, Keandre Giddy back, but then there, there's a lot of unknowns. There's some size or some length. We know they're going to get after it, but how good can that Tarleton team be? We'll see. I, th- I like Ja'Cory Smith. The, these guys will be higher than this preseason ring, but this is just what was voted on, so I just want to throw it out there. Number nine, Utah Tech, Tanner Christensen, Noah Gonzalez is back. People don't realize, people will think, well, you know, they lost all that they did. Yeah, they did. You're right. And they're young. Of course they are. They bring in Eric Demings from DeSoto, Texas, Duncanville High School, who was the nas- national champion uh, high school team last year. Jalen Searles comes in, Juco transfer, who has freak athleticism. I saw a video of him dunking in their exhibition uh, the other day. This team is going to be better than what people think. Don't discount this team. Tanner Christian is in better shape than he was last year. Number eight, UTRGV. I'm excited about this squad. They have more size than any team in the WAC. They have a lot of a lot of pieces returning 
and some new additions that are going to be key. I know people say Justin Johnson, Will Johnson, Dante Holloman, we're all gone. Okay, yeah, but sometimes it's addition by subtraction. Like, that's just what it is. I think this team, Dalen Williams, uh, Aaron Freeman, those guys are going to be very, very good this season and do surprise some people. Number seven is UT Arlington. Is Philip Russell going to be able to play? That's the big question. If not, that that is an 18-point-per-night guy that they don't have. Aaron Cash, Shamar Wilson, you know, Brandon Talbot all stayed. Dejuan Gordon from New Mexico State came in. They have some pieces here that they're going to cause problems, but without a point guard, how's that going to work? I think that's the big question right now for the Mavericks. We'll see, but they come in at number seven. Number six, CBU. Taryn Armstrong's gone. Reed Nottage is gone. Uh, Trey Armstrong's gone. But Scotty Williams, I want you to keep a name on, keep that name in your, is it Scotty Williams? Scotty Washington, excuse me. Scotty Washington, keep that name in your head. He's going to be a breakout player in the WAC this year for the Lancers. Just Scotty Washington, keep that name uh, on your mind. Number six, CBU Lancers. Number five, Utah Valley, a lot of new faces, new head coach and Todd Phillips. But what people don't understand, he didn't bring in guys that aren't experienced. He brought in a, a ton of experience. Drake Allen, who's played in the WAC. Trevin Dorius, who played in the Mountain West. Tanner Toulson, who was at BYU last year. Uh, Kamani Doty from New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, Caleb uh, Carewell, whose dad coaches at Duke. Like These guys know how to play. So don't be surprised. Ethan Potter's back after a big season. Keep an eye on the Wolverines. Number four, ACU returns probably the most in the whack. Uh, yeah, Damian Daniels, Tobias Cameron, Joe Pleasant are gone. But Arian Simmons, Manny Allen, Hunter Jack Madden, Ali Deba. Oh, Ali Deba is one of my favorite players. I'm going to like watching that dude play because uh, he attacks. But ACU, the way they defend, the way they get after you, the style of play, it causes problems. So keep an eye on ACU to be in that mix at the end of the season. Number three, Seattle. We talked about them. The Red Hawks return Cam Tyson, Alex Schumacher, Kobe Williamson, Brandon Chatfield, uh, basically everybody. So uh, outside of Riley Grigsby um, and Emeku Denny. Um, but, geez, this team's loaded again. John Grisophilus comes in to maybe fill those shoes left by Riley Grigsby. Shea Riley's back, who is, plays at a, a tempo that is crazy. In a, in a, just keep an eye on this team. Don't sleep on Seattle U this year. They are going to be very, very good. Number two, SFA, big question. Can they stay healthy? We know last year they were banged up the entire year, and yet they still won 20 games. That's the big question. Latrell Giselle, AJ Kajust, Dede Hall. Uh, it's just, you know, can they stay healthy? That's it. Uh, if they can, they're going to be in the mix for the regular season title. Plain and simple. Because of the style they play, that's what they'll do if they stay healthy. That's all you can say about them. And number one, obviously, GCU. All the talk has been GCU all offseason for everybody. Uh, they're getting love from mid-major madness. They're getting love from everybody around the country for good reason. On paper, they look really, really good. You know, and we'll say, oh, they scored over 100 points. Yeah, they scored over 100 points against JV team. But they're going to be very, very good. Ray Harrison's back. Javon Blackshear is supposed to be black. He didn't play in the exhibition game. Josh Baker is coming back from a surgery. Gabe McLaughlin, it's just they're so good, so deep uh, that this team should be able to win a WAC regular season and tournament title. That At least that's the prediction from everybody. 
And here's your, you know, obviously your, uh, your poll here. Pretty simple. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's just one of those things, right? Like it's just everything's on paper right now. We won't know until we get into the season. And, and the thing is, we can't base what we think should happen in WAC play off of what happens in non-conference play because it just doesn't happen that way. We're going to see what teams are about as we go on. The good thing is, is we get WAC play, WAC games in at the end of November and the first weekend of December. So that's exciting. Anyways, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any thoughts on these preseason polls, share it with us. Let us know what you think. Did we get it wrong? Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna end up where we think they are? We predicted who may overachieve, who may underachieve. Like what's share that with us. We love the following, we love the interactions, we love what you guys do, um, and the thoughts that come about. We love it, you know. Looking forward to meeting people on these trips this year. And, um, you know, like I said, if we can get to 200 subscribers, I'll even put it out now by December 1st. If we get to 200 subscribers, we'll we'll do a pick for two all-session tickets to the WAC tournament in March at Orleans Arena. Anyways, guys, appreciate the time. Appreciate you always looking out. And uh, look forward to our next episode of the Straight Out WAC podcast. Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Whack Hoops news and information. <laughs>